Hey, welcome to another Get Geekish podcast. Uh, I am Bino, joined by my partner from afar, Mr. Mister Derek. Does that, does that work? <laughs> hey, it's a little better sound than Michael Bay. Come on, man. Roll out. <laughs> uh, but thanks for joining us for the uh, podcast once again. Uh, this week, we decided we're going to do a little bit of a hybrid because the new Transformers War for Cybertron cartoon came out. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, and then it's going to be a celebrity spotlight of two of our favorite voice actors, Mr. Frank Welker and Mr. Peter Cullen. So uh, if you haven't heard either of those names, you're, you're going to want to stick around, because if you watched pretty much any cartoons in the last two or three decades, you know their work. Yeah, they were, aside, they were aside, from ju- aside from just Optimus and Megatron over there, they were a big part of uh, just about everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, what's the thing is like, so when War for Cybertron was announced, let's, let's back up a little bit, okay? Flashback to the 80s, right? Transformers was created to sell toys. Um, good thing that they did because it was pretty popular. Um, what, from there? What's, That's to say they chose well. Yeah, they did. <laughs> from there, they did... I don't even know how many different spinoff cartoons because there was beast wars that was popular in the nineties, which the, I wanted to like it, but the animation in it's so Yeah. It was hard to watch. They had the, um, the Armada mm-hmm. and Energon and there's a whole, it's a whole boatload of them. Yeah. And I mean, they even kind of did the, what the rescue bot thing for oh, yeah, like- the little ones. Something like I that. Forgot, I forgot about the rescue bot. I actually have an Optimus Prime rescue bot that I'm waiting for the right little one that's going to put a good home to it. <laughs> um, and then from there, they have a whole bunch of graphic novels, which you own a few of those, right? I do. I, I am a sucker. I love the uh, Transformers IDW comics, just the car- the drawings and the stories they have. I'm like, I can't get enough of those big, thick collections of them all, which... Every time I go to Second Charles, I just want to drop another 30 bucks to, to get one, and it's hard. <laughs> so, and, and of course, we have the movie in the 80s. Um, and then from there, it went to the Michael Bay franchise, which, well, I mean, it it had its moments. Yeah. <laughs> it had its moments of entertaining us and butchering our childhoods. Yeah. I mean, anyway. Um, so from there, you know, it's also spawned a few video games. And you and I were really into one that came out a while ago, which was the War for Cybertron. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was on the 360, right? Yep, Something yep. like that. Um, that was a lot of fun. And it kind of brought the futuristic as- aspect of it to make them more modern, but still kept the realness of our childhood. <laughs> it it still felt like it tied in with the original G1 Transformers. It was part of the story that they alluded to in the original cartoons, a little bit darker, a little bit drear, a little bit stuff like that, but it actually seemed like it was part of that universe. A lot of the other series, you look at Beast Wars and Armada and the Michael Bay ones, it just looked like, oh, we took this and put it in a new package. It's, it, it's not connected in any way whatsoever. But right. War for Cybertron still had that connection of, here's that original story you loved. We're going we're gonna to roll with that. Well, and then there was a sequel to that game, what, Fall, first, Fall of Cybertron, uh-huh. right? 
which was also fantastic. And then there's that just classic G1 animation style that we have on the Xbox that I still need to beat, but it's just random robot smashing on that one. There's not really any. Yeah, devastation. <laughs> yeah, there's not really there's not really any rhyme or reason to yeah. that one. But what was this like a year ago, two years ago, when they announced that they were making a new Transformers cartoon? Mm-hmm. I don't really remember details because 2020 has messed with my brain. <laughs> but um, out of the blue, what was the last month I sent you the trailer for this coming out on Netflix? And you're like, what? Because we kind of forgot about it. Well, yeah, because they talked about it. And there's, how many times have we been promised they're going to remake a G1 cartoon and then it never happened? So I heard that and like, okay, yeah, somebody says they're going to do it and it's not going to happen. So when you said the trailer that it was actually coming out, all of a sudden my brain lit up of hope. Oh, 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 really? <laughs> you just had a whole bunch of serotonin hit your receptors. <laughs> so, Rooster Teeth, the team that's behind, you know, Ruby and Red versus Blue, as well as a lot of other content on the internet, they helped back this. They're they're part of that production studio that brought this to life. I unfortunately have not had a chance yet to watch any episodes, but you have. I've I watched a handful of them and. I will have to fully admit, though, that I was doing it while other things were going on, so I had it on in the room while I was doing it, so I didn't have time to sit down and focus on it. Had its good good things and bad things. I mean, its animation is great because it looks more like the G1 characters. I still don't like the style of animation as much because it it, it it's almost like the Ruby animation and reminds me of Beast Wars animation. Where it's, it's definitely a step above that, but it's still just smooth enough that it, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but I can overlook that. The way the animation looks, I can get over that if the story's good. And the story is pretty solid. Um, I don't want to give anything away, so I won't talk too much about that because it's still a brand new, brand new thing. But it's at least as an engaging story. We're talking about the original Transformers of giant robots sent to our planet to fight over resources they turn into Energon. So it's not like there's a real high bar to set there, but they definitely have, you know, give the, give the characters all a little more personality, a little bit of backstory to them. Um, but one of the things I didn't like was they have different voices for Prime and Megatron. Which is one thing that bothered us about the Michael Bay movies. Granted, they had... Peter Cullen for Optimus in those movies. Mm -hmm. But hearing, oh man, I just forgot his name. Mr. Anderson guy. Um, Mr. Anderson as, (laughs) what is his name? Anyway, uh, having him as Megatron just kind of, I don't know, it kind of threw us off. So, Michael Bay, I don't know you know, I guess we don't know the behind the scenes if Frank wasn't available at the time or, you know, what. But they tried to rectify it by bringing him back in, what was it, Dark of the Moon? Uh-huh. To be the voice for Soundwave, which he was in the cartoon as well. Because um, Frank Welker was, what, I mean, Frank Welker and um, Casey Kasem, <laughs> those guys made up like 90% of the Transformers yeah, Hugo Weaving. Thank you. There we go. Sorry, <laughs> I had to get that out of my chest. Thank you. But I, I actually did some some re- research about this voice acting, and it makes me even more angry about it uh, because the story about them having different voices. It's not that they just did it because we wanted to go a different direction. It was just to make money. 
whole article about it. And Gary Chalk, who uh, he actually voiced the uh, Megatron in, I think, what is it, Transformers Armada, one of the other cartoon series. He tweeted a little bit of a nasty comment about him watching the new series. And his response was just, um, dot, dot, dot. But then they, uh, and they t- went on to talk about how the voice acting was just kind of low energy because everyone was trying to sound like a big, angry, tough guy the whole time. So it just doesn't sound like there's much energy going on. Mm-hmm. And then there was an interview with uh, Peter Cullen and Frank Welker who were both very disappointed because apparently the producers just went non-union voice actors so they could save some money on the voice actors. So just because they didn't want to pay union and pay Peter Cullen and Frank Welker is the only reason they're not part of it. It wasn't any artistic Mm. Love that went along and so there's there's a whole uh and then cybertron.com there's an article in a video you can watch some of them talking about that and they weren't bad mouthing them or bad mouthing it but peter cullen definitely uh you can tell he takes optimus prime to heart so he is a little upset that it's you know he, he doesn't get to be a part of it well i mean peter cullen's he's done other voice voice stuff but i mean he is optimus prime yeah there's been a handful I mean, of different ones but you 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 hear that voice like <laughs> I can't be the only one in the world, but that's one of the most recognizable voices in my ears. <laughs> right. Well, the thing is too, is like, can you imagine how, I don't know. I, I feel like the Michael Bay movies would have flopped more. Well, I guess they didn't really flop now, but they, they probably wouldn't have done as well if they didn't have the same Optimus. Well, look at both of us. The fact that they had him, that was a selling point because we saw the initial pictures were like, oh, what have they done to the Transformers? And then we heard him say, Autobots, rule out. <gasps> okay, whatever, take my money. Right. <laughs> I, so, I mean, and with the, with the Netflix series, I mean, th- this is a trilogy, right? There's going to be three parts mm-hmm. to this. And I'm looking at the other movies that Netflix is doing with, they're throwing money at Charlize Theron, um, you know, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Adam Sandler to do all those other movies, like those Netflix original movies. Mm-hmm. They couldn't take, you know, maybe a million away from those celebrities and hand them over to these two iconic who have been part of the series since the 80s, since its creation. Yeah. Yeah, because I'll go back to this article again, just you know, make sure that we're, there's no, we're not stirring up trouble where there shouldn't be. Uh, that to, 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 uh, Cullen's emotional responses were really towards the producers and not speaking ill against any of their voice actors or anyone that created the show itself because it was just cost-cutting tac- tactics that might hurt the welfare of other voice actors in their position. To me, I feel like that would hurt the production itself, not getting the two people who made Transformers, Transformers. Yeah. You know, I don't see, and I can, you know, I can see them wanting to save a buck, right? Mm-hmm. But them knowing that this story is going to come out of why they didn't get the two most prolific voice actors of the 80s and 90s who were part of the series to continue on their legacy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like like, we, gonna, we, we, we've got to make money on this. Like, hey, Netflix, we can all see your stock prices. We can all see how people are watching. Pretty sure you're skimping. <laughs> right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they have these they have these monies for these action, you know, flicks with Chris Hemsworth and uh, those other big-name actors. But they skimped on this? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's just a darn shame. Mm-hmm. But so, so since the producers there decided to slight our voice for work, so that's going to be a nice segue right into we're just going to throw our little geek geekish celebrity spotlight on. 
Mr. Yes. Cullen and Mr. Walker because they're awesome. And for anybody that's not a big fan of Transformers, if you're still listening, we've got some non-Transformers talk for you. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Well, do, do, is, do, do, do you want to start with Frank or Peter? Well, here's the thing: is like we've we've talked about them in the past. You know, dips and dives here and there. Now you're just going to get them all together. So let's start with let's start with Peter. Okay, Peter Cullen. He was born in 1941. He's a Canadian voice actor and best known as uh, Optimus Prime. But uh, he's been things such as Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. Monterey Jack from Chippendale Rescue Rangers. He was the voice of Carr in Knight Rider. Um, all kinds of – we'll go through a list of some more of his characters here in a minute. Uh, but just that list right there. Some of those I didn't even realize. I didn't there, think, there's I, don't think I like, realized – like Casey, when, when Casey Kasem was Bumblebee or Cliff Jumper, sorry. Every time he voiced it, he was Casey Kasem. You heard Casey Kasem's voice and he was in a bunch of different cartoons. But Optimus Prime does not sound like Monterey Jack. No. <laughs> Optimus Prime doesn't sound like Carr or Kit. Sorry. Like those are, that's, that's the, the talent showing through what kind of good voice actors they actually are. It's not just, oh, I was born with these golden pipes. Everybody loves me. Yeah, for some reason, I like. I always thought of him as he was the John Wayne of the Transformers world. You know, like <laughs> Autobots roll out. You know that. So that's crazy that you said Monterey Jack. I totally forgot about that show for one. But yeah, so now we get into some ones that are there's some other big ones, but there's some other ones that are little, you know, not not as big names. Uh, let's see, he was Commander Eagle in the villain's nemesis of an anime series called Saber Rider and the Star Sheriffs. Uh, he was. Commander James Hawkins in the old Vehicle Voltron series. Remember, it was the Lion Voltron, and then there was the Vehicle Voltron. So mm-hmm. he was in that one as well. Uh, we mentioned Eeyore, uh, the first voice of Car and Knight Rider. He was Antor and Bomba in Gunner in Dino Riders. Uh, he was Xandar in G.I. Joe. In the 81 Spider-Man series of cartoons, he was Klar and Zanzor. Uh, he was one of the characters in Pirates of Dark Water. He was also part of Gremlins as one of the Gremlins. Uh, he voiced voice work for the greatest adventure stories from the Bible, <laughs> which is a series of videotapes I actually watched as a kid, believe it or not, and I had no idea he was a voice in it. That would have made you pay attention a little bit more, huh? Probably so. Uh, he was the main villain Menger in the Dungeons & Dragons series. Uh, he was in a series called Little Wizards, and he was also Sindar in Visionaries. You remember those toys? Cartoon series that had the little hologram tinfoil thing in their chest? Very, very vaguely. Ah. So, yeah, that's, that's a few of the ones on there. And he also did it for a bunch of television and cartoons and commercials. So he was the announcer for Toonami uh, and the You Are Here blocks on Cartoon Network. Um, when he was in some French Canadian shows, <laughs> and uh, he was the supporting cast of the Sunny and Share Comedy Hour. Gosh. <laughs> well, what's funny is I'm looking at his acting credits. He's 188 credits to his voice acting, and you know, obviously, if you scroll down, the first, I'm gonna say, you know, 90 percent of the first ones that you look at is all Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's in 
looks like he's doing a voice of counselor one in a Ninja Turtles thing, which is great. But then he's Optimus Prime, Optimus Prime, Optimus Prime, Optimus Prime, Optimus Prime. So right there, you look at his, the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, the first nine out of the first nine on his thing, seven of those are all Optimus Prime. Why wouldn't they mm-hmm. get him for the Netflix show? I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> anyway. Oh, it, is, it is fun too. A lot of times when you go through reading names of cartoons from 20, 25 years ago, you think, oh yeah, the bad guy from that show. But there's a website called behindthevoiceactors.com. You can search the actor there and it will show their name and then it'll show what character they voiced in those shows. And I highly recommend doing that if you geek out over voice actors and seeing the people behind your favorite cartoons. Because once you see some of the faces, you're like, oh, I, I didn't know who Antor was from Dino Riders. And I see the picture like, oh, wait, that guy. Yeah, I remember that guy. I think I had his action figure. And a lot of cartoons that you don't recognize by name even, but you see the characters pop up and, oh, look at that. Do you find it funny that he was a villain in Knight Rider? <laughs> he was the evil car. It happens. K-A-R-R. Well, you know, what's funny too is I, I, I kind of want IMDB to fix their little mini bio of him because it says he was born July 28th, 1941. Um, happy belated birthday. Um, but he is known for his work on Transformers Dark of the Moon, Transformers Age of Extinction, and Transformers The Last Night. <laughs> that's that's an mini... The, the Transformers series and then move on to something else? Right. <laughs> uh, why would you name... <laughs> Why would you name those three? Oh man, he he was the crucified predator in the Predator movie. Really? Uh-huh. Uh huh. He was C- Captain Slaughter in the Pound Puppies TV series. Hey, the- this makes this makes sense. Did you see this? He stated that the uh, voice of legendary American film actor John Wayne had some influence on his choice for the voice of Optimus Prime. That makes sense. However, he clarified in an interview in the, for the 20, uh, 2007 Transformers video game that the inspiration for Prime's voice was actually based on an impression of his older brother's voice. Mm. Hmm. And not to take any love away, because one of my favorite characters from G12, he was also the voice of Ironhide. And that's the thing. That's what, you know, we're talking about G1. We're actually, you know, cartoons in general in the 80s and 90s. They had a small cast. <laughs> That just bounced around. And uh, Cullen didn't necessarily have to choose sides because aside from being in the original 84 series Transformers, he was Optimus Prime and Ironhide and Streetwise and Wingspan and Sunslinger and Nightstick. He was also the voice of three GoBots. Tank, Spoiler, and Pincher were all Mr. Cullen. Dang. (laughs) That's funny. He's also Murky from the Rainbow Bright movie. Don't say you haven't seen the Rainbow. No, Bright I've movie. seen it. Okay. I've seen it. <laughs> uh, he was also the first actor to voice Nintendo's video game mascot, Mario of Super Mario Brothers for the Saturday Supercade series. I wonder why they went with somebody else. Well, maybe, maybe he was a little too, too much machismo for Mario. <laughs> Luigi, roll out. Can you imagine it? I'm going to save you, Princess Peach. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's just some of the work. You go on there for Peter Cullen and see some of the work that he's done in the past. And 
you can see why he's one of our favorites. He's near and dear to our hearts for, for many, many reasons. Oh, my God. You okay there? Uh, I jumped to Frank Welker real quick. He has 853 credits. <laughs> he does. We, we will get to Frank Welker right now. So, Peter Cullen, Spotlight Part 1. Thank you. Holy cow. But now we're going to Frank Welker. And Frank Welker has a lot more credits, but Frank Welker also does a lot of, for lack of a better term, noises. I was going to say animal noises. <laughs> uh, That's funny. He, yeah, he's got that many things for his credits. He was actually uh, an American actor because he was born just down the street from us, Denver, Colorado. Denver. And uh, let's see where he go. March 12th, 1946, he was born in Denver. They moved out to California. And uh, big voices there because aside from being Megatron, he was uh, in Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Fred? That he was Fred's the right character, right? It, yeah, he was Fred, Fred and he was Fred and Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. And that's what was really excited when the latest Scoob movie came out. Seeing that his name came up in the credits, it was still the original Scooby Doo. That's what we're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. He was Scooby Doo. He still is Scooby Doo. He's around. He's for hire. Make it happen, right? <laughs> Obviously, they couldn't get Casey Kasem to do shaggy in that movie but yeah that's because the people do move on or their voices change and there's th- sometimes you can't make it happen but when there's still somebody that's sitting there like offering up their services and you just, i just don't want to pay very much i'll find somebody else that seems like a pretty pretty big slight well you know what's funny is that kind of happened with that scoob movie movie as well because uh matthew lillard who was shaggy in the live action scooby movies felt very slighted that he wasn't even considered for the role of Shaggy in the Scoob movie, which he would have been a good fit for that too. Cause I thought he did a pretty, pretty good job. He did a good job in those, but he, isn't he a little old to play Shaggy now though? Well, dude, the guy from SNL did the voice of Shaggy in that one. So, well, but, it, no. but in the, but uh, MacGruber, that's, that's true. So. I guess it could happen. <laughs> hey dude, if, if Frank Welker, who's sitting that whatever age he's at, cause I don't want to do math right now. Um, can still do Scooby. Come on. Um, Fair enough. Anyway. <laughs> we'll get some of the voices that, that Welker's been a part of. I mean, for the recent stuff, uh, you can go through tons of... <laughs> Sorry, just laughing. I'm seeing some of these things. You have the Scooby-Doo cartoons and the Scooby-Doo guess who he's credited with at least a dozen different characters that he voices in that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Aladdin, he was Abu. He was also Raja. And he was also the Cave of Wonders. Yep, and in the remake, he was still the Cape of Wonders, which made me happy. This this was the 2019. Oh no, I was thought you were talking about the 94 one or 92, whenever that came out. He oh he was the oh he was yeah, the voice he, back then too. Okay, yeah, so he, yeah, learning something new every day. We got more Fred, more Scoob, more Fred, more Scoob. He was uh, Ezreal in the Smurfs: The Lost Village movie, uh, Astro in the Jetsons a couple times. Scroll down past some of these Lego movies. I mean, a, bunch he, of, a bunch of Lego movie characters, too. He voiced Odin in, like, it looks like the animated series. Yep, so. for the, the Guardians of the Galaxy animated series. He was also in the Lego uh, Marvel movies. He was also Odin in that, too. So there's at least a little continuity we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Curious George 3 in Back to the Jungle. I feel like that one's a tough role to play because making an animal noise and making an animal noise for two hours that has makes a believable character. It's a whole new level, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see that he was also Nico and the sword is a bunch of characters. 
man, he has been in so many things. Yeah, dude, 853. DuckTales Remastered. He was a bunch of the bad guys and Bubba the Cave Duck. What? So, yeah, he was Galvatron in Age of Extinction. Yes, they did bring him back for, wait, wait, Age of Extinction. That was the Dinobot letdown movie because he was Soundwave before that in the Dark of the Moon or whatever. Yeah, I, I feel like I have to watch those again, but then I don't want to watch those again. <laughs> He was six of the penguins in Mr. Popper's Penguins. Six of them? Yep. Dang. He was Captain Nimrod, Stinky, Loudy, Lovey, and Bitey. <laughs> well, and what's crazy is you it's, it's daunting just scrolling through here. Yeah, I've, I've been thumbing my mouse down on this page, and I'm like a third of the way down the page, and we're only back to 2007. <laughs> in the Futurama movies. Frank Welker was Nibbler, mm-hmm. as well as our beloved Seymour. Um, he was the voice of Bolt in the Bolt video game. I don't, they couldn't get Travolta for that one? Come on. <laughs> Travolta might have been a little expensive. Maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, it's crazy too, because like he's been in tons of video games as well. He's in World of Warcraft there, History, Civil War. She's um, Louise. I think a lot of these too, because he's in obviously Scooby Doo, but like Codename Kids Next Door, which was an early 2000s show. He was in tons of episodes of that, so I think that might help add up to the 853. He's uncredited in quite a few things too, which, man, I feel like how do you go uncredited in some of those things? But <laughs> how does this guy still have a voice? Honestly, <laughs> looking at most of this stuff. And of course, like looking at stuff too, where, where was it? Uh, I just lost it. But he did, he helped do monster voices for a oh, Godzilla Unleashed video game. He did vocal sound effects for monsters. So, so you know, like his voice has got to hurt after that. That's a, uh, that's, that's a lot of water and a lot of uh, chamomile tea, I think. <laughs> <laughs> And then for, for some of the, the older cartoons, because I think that's where a lot of our memories come from, that a lot of people would be like, whoa, that was that, that, was that same guy? He was Dino Mutt, the Dog Wonder. He was Jabberjaw. Um, a lot of those weekend specials from Hanna-Barbera, he was a part of just about every single one of those. Now we're getting what? He was He was Dr. Claw and Inspector Gadget. Yes, Dr. Claw. And he came back and he reprised some of those voices like Dr. Claw. He was the original Dr. Claw. And he came back on Robot Chicken and was Dr. Claw and Robot Chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Megatron and Soundwave. And, <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was a handful of the Smurfs. God. Like it's, it's unreal the range he has. And Inspector Gadget, he wasn't just Dr. Claw. I forgot about that. He was Dr. Claw and Brain and Mad Cat and Inspector Gadget. Mm, he was Inspector Gadget? Yeah, Inspector Gadget and Dr. Claw were both Frank Wilker. <laughs> Are you serious? I, didn't, I, only knew, I knew he was Dr. Claw. I mean, we all want to do that next time, Gadget. Um, did you know that he's referred to in Hollywood as a voice god? He, he also crossed the GoBot Transformers line. Of course he did. Because I can just go for this in Transformers. 
the 84 series, Megatron, Soundwave, Galvatron, Rumble, Ravage, Mirage, Trailbaker, Sludge, Skywarp, Frenzy, Mixmaster, Superior, and Blades, Groove, Wheelie, Steeljaw, Ratbat, Sweep, Chrome Dome, Sharktacon, Shizardo, Pinpointer, Bot, Poplock, Chaos were all Frank Welker. He also voiced two of the original Autobots as well, Trailbaker and Mirage. Oh, yeah. And he, and he voiced one of the Dinobots, Sludge. <laughs> Sorry, I just got blown away. Uh, he was a voice in a, a TV show called Robotics in 1985. I forgot about those things. Those things were the coolest. It was like Lincoln Logs meets Lego in some futuristic robot thing. You could build stuff together, little engines, and put things together. We have to look back at Robotics. We could pin in that. <laughs> Dude, he, he voiced Ralph, like the security guard from Animaniacs. But he also... Um, voiced Thaddeus Plots, Buttons, Runt, Flavio, Hippo, and Chicken Boo. And then in Tiny Toon Adventures, he voiced Furball, Go-Go Dodo, Calamity Coyote, Little Beeper, Byron Bassett, Uncle Stinky Pig, Henry Bear, and Ralph the Guard, uh, I was, who I already mentioned, who crossed over into Animaniacs. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> he had some G.I. Joe characters. He was Wild Bill and G.I. Joe, as well as Shipwreck's Parrot and Junkyard's Dog. I mean, that's all over the place. If, if you've watched a cartoon, you've heard Frank Welker, and you've probably liked it. If you've watched a movie, I mean, because right here, his broad spectrum of character voices, noises, and other vocal effects have all appeared in the last 40 years in motion pictures and have vaulted him to number one on the all-time top 100 stars at the box office list. The revenue of films he has participated in have generated over $12 billion worldwide, his work in over 90 films has put him ahead of Eddie Murphy, Harrison Ford, Tom Hanks, and Samuel L. Jackson. He, I know, right? <laughs> he is amazing. <laughs> and what's bombed is we, you were supposed to meet him and Peter Cullen in Salt Lake this year. Yep. They were both going to be guests at FanX, and I was going to go meet them both. And I've got to put those on my list. I don't want to miss out on those because I've, We've talked about this best. I, I very seldom will pay extra to go meet celebrities just because it hurts my heart a little bit to have to throw that much money down to shake somebody's hand. I did it for Stan Lee. Was going to for Carrie Fisher, but missed my chance on that. I think Welker and Cullen might have to be on my list to get up there for those. Mm-hmm. They helped raise me. <laughs> little, little Obino. They just told me all the stories when I was going to sleep when I was little. Dude, he voiced Spock's screams in some of the Star Trek stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but so now both of us are probably going to be staring at these uh, pages for a while later. Again, you know, if you want to go look at the one that has people's pictures next to them, behindtheboyceactors.com, fantastic website for getting that kind of stuff together. Did, and did you know, hold on real quick, did you know that he based the voice of the Cave of Wonders, you know, like, who dares disturb my stomach on Sean Connery? Really? I don't hear it. <laughs> Would you like your treasure shaken or stirred? Yeah. Who <laughs> dares disturb my slumber? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but uh, there you have it. You know, War for Cybertron. Give it a chance. Uh, let me know what you think about it. Peter Cullen, Frank Welker, two of my and Derek's favorite voice actors slash personalities of all time. Uh, what do you think? What's, what's one of your favorite roles they play that is not Optimus Prime or Megatron? <laughs> um, Soundwave. 
Go look through. You, got, you have homework. You listening. You need to go to the website. Go look them up and just scroll through those names and find something that amazes you, like that you forgot existed that you loved or that you had no idea their voice for, and chime in in the comments. Let us know. Share a little love for them, right? I mean, this is just a I, I can plethora. See, I can see it in Derek's eyes. He's already down the rabbit hole. This is going to be the rest of his night. He was in the rug <laughs> Uh, so thanks once again for joining us as always. Thanks to AIM Student Radio for replaying the podcast every week. Really appreciate the support there. And uh, stay safe and stay geeky. And we'll talk to you next week. He was in Mulan. <laughs> <laughs>